Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, we've got something new for you. <clears throat> um, so, where do we start? Uh, I wanted to do a watch along. I've been after uh, doing one for a while. Um, mulled it over with uh, with uh, Sam. We uh, talked about various ways of doing it and different things we could do, um, and ultimately we ended up on watching uh, the movie that comes after the series, um, Neon Genesis Evangelion, The End of Evangelion. Um, just to let you know, at this point in time, there is some long sections of silence not quite silence because the stuff's on in the background uh but it is in japanese so it's not like uh, unless you listen to and speak japanese you know what's going on um the reason it's there is because it would have been a monumental editing job to actually remove those chunks of silence not for audio wise but for video there is video if you're not checking us out on youtube do jump over there and watch the video for this um so yeah i've left it raw um but it does mean that there's uh there's some bits of uh bits of silence i'm afraid it is also two parts it was uh, nearly two and a half hours long um so yeah there's uh there's a bit of blurb at the beginning of the first part and a bit of blurb at the beginning of the second part uh so yeah anyway let's crack on this is uh cookie cast the watch along for the end of evangelion Blue lines, fat blueies. Wait, what? <sighs> right. Okay. So, where do we even? Where do we even begin? An experiment. This one. Mm. Yeah, this is new. So, long time ago in a galaxy. No. Far, far away. I was actually on a podcast. Different franchise. Um, where do I start? So, I was. As you people know, I was watching the series Evangelion. Neon Genesis, Evangelion, the TV series, if you like. Obviously, it's become a lot more popular recently due to it getting put on Netflix. Yes. Um, so, I felt that not only was this a good time to re-watch it, it was a good time to capitalise on the fact that there's probably other people are re-watching it or watching it for the first time and things like that. Um, I suggested to Sam that... We did a watch long because I don't know why, but this time around it felt like like the first time I'd seen it. It was weird. Has it been a long time since you've seen it? But it's been a while. It was a series that because we were so starved for anime back in the in the nineties, when Evangelion came out, it's like watch it. You know, we were buying, we were getting the well, we weren't even getting the, um, my mate Luke, his brother was buying the VHS. Well, I, I had all 13 tapes of Evangelion. Yeah. Um, because, as I say, there were three series that AD Vision released in the UK, which was Evangelion, Martian Success in Adeshko, and Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040. And it, Evangelion was the biggest of those. Um, it was one thing that, that you know kids today won't appreciate, is that they were £13 a tape, and that was in 1998. Mm. And you had to get 13, 13 of them. £13 pounds in 1998 is £4,000 now. But I could, remember, though, remember in those in those days as well, it's like you didn't have like the dub and subtitle track. You had the dub, and, you, the dub. Li- you, you had the dub and you can like it. And this is something that has made me wonder about whether that's why it felt like the first time I've watched it. Because I watched it subtitled. It is the better of the two. I actually quite like the English dub. 
Uh, I think the English dub is, especially for like the late 90s, I felt it was a, a pretty decent dub overall. I've always liked Spike Spencer as uh, Shinji. Yeah. Um, there, there was there was nothing wrong with it. There's, there are anime that you watch and you go, gee, you know, you have to like slog through the dub. And then there's anime that you watch and you go, it's perfectly serviceable. One, one that I know for a fact is almost identical is the English dub of Bleach is almost identical to the subtitle version. Yeah, I mean, the it depends on what the show is like, really, because you can't just translate one for one because it'll sound really weird. Because um, I know, um, sort of getting a little bit off topic here, but like Persona 4, if you ever played that, that actually translates, that actually in the English dub used the honorifics. So, you know, it'd be like, I can't remember the name of the character, I want to say like Yukito-san. And it's like, say it in English just sounds fucking weird. <laughs> um, I was like, I kind of see what you're going for. Um, I see what we're trying to do there, but... But neither Bleach nor Evangelion are particularly Japanese in the sense that there isn't a, like a lot of like weird, um, like... They're not. They're set in you know. They're set you know. They're set ostensibly in Japan, but they're they're pretty fancy. Could be anywhere. Exactly. At the same time. Yeah. Um, and I get the feeling that some of the characters in Evangelion, at least, are possibly supposed to be Western anyway. Um. What's his name? Uh, the guy with the power, um. Kai Kaiju. Kaiju. Um, Misato is. Uh, yeah. I sometimes wonder whether he's supposed to be. Like, not Japanese. It's hard to tell, but I, fe- I don't feel I feel like... Because there's some shows that you watch and it's like, I, there's, no, there's no point in watching it in um, in English because it just loses so much. Mm. Whereas, like, Ava, it's like, sure, watch it in English if you want. I mean, the dub is solid. And I believe the... Um, despite it, like, changing hands, because I think Manga, manga Entertainment... Manga, the- manga got it by the time this was released. Manga had all of it. Because I know um, back in the day, uh, there was actually kind of a bidding war for it. And it shows you sort of how uh, far things have come. Um, I remember at the time, there was, there was a bidding war. It was like £2 million for the rights for the end of Evangelion. And it was like considered to be absolutely catastrophically huge amounts of money mm. for an anime company. And I, I imagine even for anime, that would probably be peanuts these days. Yeah, it was like literally... I mean... Two million pounds these days is literally nothing when you're talking big business and you know things that can be licensed and so on and so forth. So there wasn't as much merchandising at that point in time as there is now. Um, it, it's all it's all worth again. Evangelion, so we can uh, there's a lot of you know we can have a, a good chat about the merchandising and how the series. Well, there was the bullet train. Well, there was things. It was a series that is obviously. It, Evangelion, that it got so popular, is always kind of mad to me. Because it's actually quite hard to watch. I... And particularly in the second half of the series, it gets like pretty arty and weird. Yeah, it does. It it's get it gets super weird. There's I think the the bit that always stands out to me as being the point where it's like, man, this is just off the wall. Is Oscar in the bath? Oh, is that where she's where she's uh, had her uh, sort of nervous breakdown? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and she's, she's in a derelict building. That's it's been a while since I've seen the series, but I remember that part. Naked in a bath and like nerve. Is that when like, she gets dumped in a lake? Is that sort of yeah. later on when she gets dumped in a lake? Yeah, which <laughs> which she's still here at the she's start still of the at this point in time. Um, I don't know if they actually show all of that. They just talk about it. But the, I'm I'm pretty sure that watching it again now is like they never actually show you that they put her. They tell you that they've put her in the Ava because it's the safest place for her, and they've put the Ava somewhere. Yeah, I mean, but it's only in this do you realise where that actually is. The I forget the feeling the latter half of the series as well is where they were starting to have some very real budgetary problems. So one of the biggest things about Evangelion, one of the most famous things about Evangelion is before it was finished, they ran out of money. So what is it, like the last four episodes? The last, the last two episodes are the famous ones. Episodes yeah. 25 and 26 were... I mean, there were budgetary problems... But I don't know if it was um, quite as pronounced as it was uh, it was supposed to be at the time, because obviously those last two episodes are inc- 
incredibly avant-garde. It's just, you know, when you've got like live action segments like yeah. Hideaki Anno's weird sketches. Yeah, some of it's drawn on like napkins and it's like, what is happening right now? And it's about, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be I. No, I didn't have any money to do the rest of the I actually, series. I actually, because I've, I've heard this said about, uh, you know, because uh, Gunbuster was another one where they claimed they'd run out of money, uh, same director. And I don't think they did. I think, I think, they, they could, if they wanted to, they could have animated. I think they genuinely wanted that to be that way. Because sort of a good seg, really, is that the, the end of Evangelion um, was like this massive hyped event because a lot of people who watched Evangelion hated episode 25 and 26, yeah. which I never really got. Because I, I, I don't... Yeah, okay, it's not particularly conclusive. Mm. But it's also very much like the rest of the series. I feel like it's a very, you know appropriate capstone to the series there's a lot of talking which I imagine is also a monetary thing yeah and you, get a, to and you get a penguin you. saying congratulations to you yeah and, and that's it, Evangelion it's like yep that's how I expected this series to end with a penguin saying congratulations yeah. to me so there are aspects of it that feel right but watching it this time around it's like oh my god I forgot that the actual end is just loads of people clapping it's like, well done, Shinji, you made it to the end of the series. That's kind of how it ends. It's because, what we were saying about, it's about, it's episode 16 where the, where the series takes a handbrake turn. Yeah. Um, and at that point, it stops being a show about angels and robots and all. Because at that point, but up until that point, it's still largely villain of the week. You know, you get your angel, you know, you get a bit of character work in the first 15 minutes. And the last 15 minutes is mostly... Um, and we destroy this thing that can't yeah, destroy. Yeah, ex- exactly, yeah. Um, episode 16 is where it all basically just becomes... Character work, you know, you get like Shinji sitting in a train a lot, mm-hmm. um, and that's fine. Doesn't exist anymore. But it is very different to the first half of the series, um, which makes it me sort of a bit weird, weirded out when people like got to episodes twenty five and twenty six, and then somehow ignored the previous like ten episodes where things had yeah. obviously been going. If you've that got way. that far, you're probably going to be able to ride out those last couple of episodes. But like you say. People weren't happy with the end. They wanted a conclusion or a, a big fight or something. Bear in mind that they killed the last angel several episodes before the end. You know, they'd essentially done what they set out to achieve, as, as in the story-wise. Obviously, you've got, like, Gendo Akari's big plans and you've got Saley that are working basically against Gendo. And it's like... Sort of. I, they're I, all working together, but they're all working for different things at the same time. When Gendo goes in for his performance reviews every every episode, he isn't getting a bonus this year, and he's getting less than the uh, equivalent of uh, cost. He has his interest. performance reviews with a bunch of monoliths. Yeah. Um, which is anyone who's lived in you know had in current corporate life is basically how it is now. To be yeah. honest. Um, so people weren't happy at the end of the series, and there was this like, you know uproar of we want an end we want the the fight that we will probably we want some kind of closure so there was because this wasn't the only thing that was released there was death and rebirth as well before yeah. this and they're a bit well, the piece of recap it's a recap show yeah i think there is some new animation in them uh I think I've I've only ever watched Death and Rebirth once because usually if I've watched um, the series, I usually just want to go straight into End of Evangelion yeah. rather than mess about with Death and Rebirth. Yeah. So we had a conversation and I was like, we need to watch one for the series. And as we were talking before we pressed record and all this, we were saying it's a big task to take on... 26 know, episodes. 26 episodes and be able to keep it consistent, keep it moving and all that sort of stuff. So... I, I, I'd actually carried on watching the series. I was like, man, we should be doing this because there's bits that, like, like I'm... Br- I have seen Evangelion, like, a few times. I, I, it's not, I've not watched it in the last few years, but I can mostly remember it. I'm running on a treadmill going, oh, man, look at that, that's cool, and wishing that I was in a situation where I could have a conversation and put the, those interesting things that I've seen out into the world. But then... I've got to this point and it's like, right, well, I've actually finished the series, so there's no point in doing that. And then we sort of converged on this. Well, my next task is to watch The End of Evangelion and then I'm going to actually go on and watch the remake movies in time for the fourth and final. I mean, the remake movies could be an interesting watch, particularly after we've done this because mm. 
I have a lot of, I say, somewhat strong opinions on the mm. movies and how they look very nice. They do. That's you can certainly say. <laughs> you can go. They look very nice. It's more that Evangelion the series is very much a snapshot both of Japan at the time and mm. Hideaki Anno as a director, uh, because at the time he was like suffering from massive depression. Um, like Nadia, I think it, the one he did before that was Nadia, uh, Secret of Blue Water, which I, I bet no one remembers anymore. Do you remember Nadia? No. Well, it was the one that he did before this. It was quite a popular series at the time. I believe it was... Um, um, what's his face? The chap who did... Um, Miyazaki uh, was involved in it. What do I say? Um, but that was apparently that was like the production from hell. Um, and then they were trying to get another movie off the ground. Did you ever see Winds of Hanayames? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I thought you might, because that was one of the ones that was on. That was a sci-fi channel oh, uh, special. Oh, God. That's a friggin' slog to get through. But that was what, that was also one of Anno's early works. Um, and he was trying to get a, uh, a sequel uh, greenlit. And let's face it, Winds of Hanayames wasn't exactly a, um, an easy sell. But because he, he couldn't get it off the ground, he'd had such a, a time with uh, Nadia, and he basically dropped into a depression, and that's that's why Evangelion is how it is. Um, I, it's I pretty obvious. the day I watched that film and the fact that it took nine hours to get through, and it was like, it's going to get good any minute. Any minute it's going to get good. I like Wings of Honey Armies. It's not very... A lot of people go in, I think, expecting something that it isn't. Uh, that was the problem. I went into it expecting, you know, the stuff from the train. If you if you want high oct- if you want high octane action then you're not, not getting you. you're not getting this it's not what it is. Um, it's actually a very flawed film and uh, we we got we got it was censored over here. Yeah, I remember there was a load of stuff about they cut it. Out they cut out a um, stuff on it. They cut out a rape scene in it. <gasps> uh, to get it down to a PG. So there you go. At this point in time, you have to imagine that you have either watched Evangelion recently, the twenty six episodes. Or, you've been thinking, I've seen that pop up on Netflix, I've heard a lot about it, I really want to give it a go. It's the most accessible it's ever been. Yeah. Um, although, it's... Who doesn't have Netflix? But, I would say that, you know, and that Evangelion is not... Despite it being so, like, massive, it's just not what I would consider to be a particularly mainstream show. Um, it's very, it's quite slow in places. It's completely baffling. The plot, well, the, I would say the plot actually isn't that complicated. Uh, the plot is, it uses a lot of words because a lot you've got all the sort of the biblical stuff, and mostly it's just there for show. I think. Yeah. I know people have like analysed this and gone through. Oh, this means this and this, and I don't think it does. I've always just thought it sounded cool. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to call them aliens, mm-hmm. so. They're angels, fine. Yeah. This one looks like a giant D8. This one's just a ball. This one's got wings. Which is something that is nice about the the remade movies is that they updated some of the angels and some of them look really cool. Like in the update, like with like like the addition of CG and stuff like that, they can do a lot more. I I mean, in terms of how they look, the new films are. Beautiful, look, beautiful films. Beautiful. I just oh. don't think they're Evangelion. I don't think they have any of the 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 thing that whatever made Evangelion what it is, it doesn't have it. By the end of the first like remake movie, you're already like, "Fuck's going on." The end of the remake because that is basically a, a remake of the first eight episodes. Yeah. I'm really getting off track here, but um, which struck me as being a bit pointless. So yeah. like if you're just going to make the first eight episodes, like the first eight episodes of Evangelion already exists, so yeah. why bother making them again? Why would you do that? The second film like really goes off the rails. By the third, and the one. third film is Ooh. to the point where I I've only ever seen the third one once, Me too. and I remember hating it so much mm. that I never watched it again. Yeah. But perhaps I'm being unfair to it because if in its defence, it is very different. But it's so different mm. that it feels like is this even, is this even the same thing anymore? Yeah, why are we watching this? Because this isn't why I'm here. Um, so you have to imagine that you've watched the series, or go and watch the series and then prepare yourself for the end of Evangelion. Or you've watched the series, you've watched the end of Evangelion, and now you're a bit like, well, what happened in it 
can somebody explain it to me? We are going to watch the end of Ian Gannon and we will basically do a, not a, not quite a running commentary, but there is a lot of stuff in it that I think begs a discussion. It's according to the screen an hour and twenty six minutes long. Um, so it, it is basically two episodes. You say it actually has a credit sequence after it does. Um, so it's a kind of strap yourself in, see what you think, and we will endeavour to give our opinion. I think we had a conversation recently where you and I have a slight different view of what's going on at the end, um, but obviously we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a trip, because I think, it, to me at least, this film is, it's clear to me that the director did not want to make this film. <laughs> Because he, he was he was always quite stubborn with it at first. It's like, yeah. this is the ending and you're just going to have to deal with it. But it was such a, a massive rolling phenomenon at that point yeah. that a film was going to get made regardless. Um, he didn't own the rights to Evangelion. You know, Gainax owned the rights to Evangelion. So he's like, right, I'll take it on. And this is what we got. Yep. Shall I put it on? Go. Go. What's Sega doing here? <laughs> For God's sake! I, I don't even know how they're involved in this. Because I believe it's Project IG who made this film. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Project. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, what? Why Sega? I'd completely forgotten about that. Yeah, because because obviously Gainax did the did the series, but I, I Project IG did the um, the film. It's a great thing about uh, anything. Asian. You get about five billion. Uh, so like, here's all the companies that have something to do. That. Oh, the film's clearly started because we've got you know some. Oh no, it's it's another company that made 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 part of it. Yeah, cool. Please, Tropic Thunder had uh, fake adverts. Oh, oh no, no, it hasn't started yet. Stuff's just like Tropic Thunder. What well, can be made now? <laughs> Ah, uh, this looks like it might have started. I feel like I said, I think the first the first few minutes of this film that set the tone is all uh, I will say. That's uh, not why we're here. Look at it. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, this is the, the late the late days of um when Cell anim- animation. When animation was actually animated. Production IG have always done some real nice looking films. not in the lake at this point. I should be retrieved from the lake. Something I realised about if you're just listening to anything animated, it all sounds like Pog. It's at the anime can. If you're watching like Dragon Ball Z, it's just like grunting men. Yeah. <laughs> Sweaty grunting men. Oh, uh, there we go. Uh, oh. Okay, so uh, for you at home, there are some. Uh, there's, there's been the reveal of some boobies. We are a, a minute in. <laughs> That's what I say. I think that like, the first minute of this film like really sets the tone. Look at the door handle. <laughs> spent weeks. Gorgeous looking door. Oh no! Oh. It's Shinji Spunky Hand, everyone. Oh, very famous scene. But I feel like that resets the tone. Episode twenty-five. Cool. Oh. 
最後の人だったんでしょあの少年がああ全ての人は消えたはずだ今や平和になったってことじゃないのかじゃあここはレバーはどうなるの先輩も今いないのにネルフは組織解体されると思う俺たちがどうなるのか Is what we were saying. They fought the final angel. Yeah, Kari's、um, done his thing, had his homoerotic experience. He, he, he had his head popped off. Well, we're still talking about. Oh, yeah, I forgot the spear. The spear's still, still stuck in the moon. In the orbit. Still stuck in the moon. That's like quite early on in the series, I think, where the、uh, lands get stuck in the moon. So he wants about、uh, the plot, but like the shots and it, it's really quite beautifully directed. Yes.、Yeah. A big part of the reason why I was so taken with the series this time around is just how beautiful certain, pe- certain pieces are. It does a lot with its budget because it's a lot of still shots at a lot of Dutch angles, and it's, but it's, shot, it, it's shot very tastefully sometimes. Sometimes it's just a big shot of Misato's ass as she's leaning over a table. I got really panicked towards the back end of the series when.、Uh, Rizko destroys all of the rays. So, I, so the ray that we've got now is the last ray. But they kind of have a bit of a shelf life. <laughs> so, what happens when this one goes? I think they're kind of working on the idea that、uh, it's a, everything will have happened by that point. This is the definitive ray now. Shinji is fucking tape recorder. I like at this point, Misato's going completely rogue. Oh, yeah, completely. But at this point, like, this is like, this is, this is the end game, as it were, so. It's fine. Misato、uh, has a happy ending, it's fine. Everyone has a happy ending in this series. Because this is where. Because they're attacked. Yeah, the military、uh, attacked them at this point. Because they realised that they're too powerful because they've got giant fucking robots. It's one thing I'm, I'm perhaps unclear on because I, I've not watched the series recently. Is, Gendo is looking to make instrumentality happen.、Yeah. Is the rest of the world, does the rest of the world know this? No. So it's just his plan? Yeah. It's one of the things about the new movies that I always feel weird about. It's like. Every time it's like, oh, oh, Gendo's like, oh, everything's going. Perfectly according to plan. And then somebody stops that plan and then it cuts to Gendo. He's like, everything went perfectly according to plan. It's like, what? What? What is happening? Misato's really the only one in the entire series who's got her shit together, really. Which is weird, since she's portrayed as the one person that doesn't have their shit together. She's drinking 100% proof beers all the way through it at like 9 o'clock in the morning. 
バカなことしてロジックじゃないもの男と女そうでしょう母さんこれは地上階段復旧率 0.2% にしましょうあとどれくらい間に合いそうですさすがは鍵開くんですマニアの侵入だけそんなまだ優しい連中じゃないですマギは税調戦に過ぎん奴らの目的はコンプ施設および残るエヴァ2体の直接選挙だなああ、クジュニットゼロは失われたこのポイント老人たちが焦るわけです Right, turned into a giant ray You see, this is I forgot, I forgot some bits of that because obviously, I, I believe you only see Unit 2 and 1 in this film Yeah, because Unit Zero has been destroyed by this point. Um, it's the one that when they grab hold of it, it tries to take them over. Oh, yeah. And Rain uses Unit Zero's core to sort of absorb the whole thing because it attacks Shinji. Yeah. And Unit One turns into a giant glowing ray and then blows up. Well, if you're into giant rays, this film's for you. This film is for you. Weirdly, I think I've seen this more than I've seen the series. Well, it's so easy to just put this on, isn't it? It's like 90 minutes of... I just want to watch something nicely animated and a bit weird. Yeah. Whereas the, the series is a bit of an undertaking. Shading on those vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to to shave this properly. And the other thing being is that at this point in time, Unit 2 is completely inoperable. Yeah, because she could. Because Oscar is essentially in some kind of weird coma. This time they actually animated it again rather than she's the same stock footage. <laughs> Good stock footage though. He's about to die. Uh, 100% yeah. Yeah, stock is stabby. I love the real rap. The thing about animation is people are people's running is portrayed. Like people run really weird in animation. Like, would you run like bent in half? Like, right in half? Well, I mean, it's not striving for realism. <laughs> it's why I'd always, um, I always find it somewhat strange when they strive for like photo realism in like games and stuff. Because like, no film tries to look like real life. At least it's not rotoscoped. Ah, this is where the drop by unit two and like. Yeah. Did he and Yui have like a 
unrequited relationship kind of thing going on. So, if I'm trying to remember, he he was a pro, he was like their professor, and Gendo was like a bad boy. Was like there's a bit where he like picks him up from jail basically, and like he'd been fighting and this that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had a a real a thing with him. For Yui, and then the next day it's like, oh, I've met this guy, and he's like, oh. And then it turns out to be Gendo, who nobody likes. Yeah, this is pretty bleak, this part. And it's just, just yeah, it's just a massacre. Oh, yeah. Flamethrowing a lift is uh, bad times. メインバイトと攻撃されました。大作戦まで拍手します。戦闘員は下がって。八丸さん区間までの全通路のパイプに弁クライトを注入。はい。メインバイトの全体が全体が全体が全体が全体が全体が全体が全体が全体が全体が全
why it wouldn't be right. Because they hated each other through the entire thing. They obviously didn't. And again, once this scene's finished, it might be worth having a pause on this. It's quite interesting. やっぱりとか、でもだ、ないか。で、君方をつけたいところだろうが、下には愛と女の子が。レギュラーだと思ってるんで、どうかいんだろう。ただ、対 Is that the geo front that just blown up? Yeah. Yeah.ドリンパクトを起こすつもりなのに、下ではなくエヴァシリーズを使ってね。15年前の世界ドリンパクトは人間に仕組まれたものだったが、けどそれは他の人が覚醒する前にアダムを卵にまで還元することによって
Those were the about that Oscar's mother tried to kill her. Well, yeah, because basically all the ch- all the th- all the children are kind of fucked up. So <sighs> cool. This is possibly the finest piece of animation there is. Oh yeah, this is very much, this is the money shot of the entire event, end of Evangelion, and all the bits are shown in the trailers, of course. Which is, what would happen if Evangelion actually had the budget to do its fights properly? And that's this. I was waiting for it to happen, it always makes me laugh. It's just the sound it makes. always been the thing throughout the whole series. Like, oh, we use uh, some missiles against that completely indestructible thing. Well, it's, it's Godzilla, isn't it? Yeah. Every time we, we put on a show of throwing some missiles at Godzilla. <laughs> but Evangelion's quite interesting in that I would generally consider, like, robot shows to fall into two distinct categories which is your super robot shows and your more realistic robot shows and this has got elements of both which is yeah. quite interesting because obviously I mean, that's a super robot yeah. but it's got all the power cable nonsense yeah. and stuff too and like repairing it is actually a massive pain in the ass. Yeah. well repair and for the short-lived moment where everything was fine. I always like the look of the mass production aid, but they do look cool. <laughs> creepy. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're they're really cool. creepy. in the series at all? No. No, they're mentioned a couple of times. Because they use the S2 engine, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Because don't they get an upgrade at some point to the S2 engine? Still got the tennis shoes. Yeah. (laughs) Something they couldn't lose from the uh, original layers. don't have to worry about you know TV censorship laws or anything in this nope. one so you can make it as bloody as you like as much blood as you want hey more, 
religious symbolism. Yeah. Well, Misato's um, cross symbol comes up a lot, doesn't it? So. Yeah. Easy one of my favourite scenes in the whole film, actually. Yeah, let's we'll pause it there, because that's one of my favourite scenes in the uh, the whole film. I feel like it really um, covers Evangelion as a whole. There's, there's something that I never really get. Shinji always bangs on about how oh, he's not a good person and he hurts people. Oh, that the other. When? He's always doing stuff for other people. Yeah, but he doesn't do it for the right reasons. But who cares? I mean, there's, there's some truth to the... Again, there's some truth to that idea. The idea that, you know, is motive relevant when the outcome is good. 
you know, you could say, well, so, you know, again, if someone gives to charity, is a motive relevant if that charitable act still happens? Um, it's kind of the same with Shinji, is that he's supposed... One thing I noticed that you generally, if you, if you watch Evangelion when you're younger, you generally hate Shinji. But when you watch it as you're, when you're older, you generally feel a lot more for Shinji because he's had a shit time of life. It's one of the things he that, does, but he doesn't do himself any favors either. No, it's one of the things that I feel that they really got wrong in the remade movies. Don't get me started on the wrongness of Shinji. He's just a whining little bitch through those films, and they've completely missed the point of the character. In that scene, though, in particular, because I've, 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 I know I've said a lot, I really like Masato and how she's she's actually because anime anime is a terrible habit of just making people, you know, the, the whole thing. This guy's the funny guy. This yeah, guy's they're all they're all two dimensional. Exactly, but I've always thought Masato's an incredibly well rounded character, and I've always liked her um, relationship with Shinji as well because she doesn't really know how to deal with him. No. She only really because because she she lost her, her dad really early on. She only really knows how to interact with men in one way. Well, basically, either professionally or sexually. And Shinji, she can't really interact either. And obviously, she's got her own sort of feelings of, you know, sort of motherhood, I suppose, twisted up in it as well. So, yeah, I've always found found their dynamic, you know, quite interesting. And yeah, that's a that that is her death scene. It's the fact that you know in her death scene, the thing she does is you know she kisses him and then pushes him into a lift and then dies. And that's yeah, it's 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 a, it's a great scene. Mm. And I feel like it really sort of shows if I you know it's weird thing. One thing I've not watched for watched this for a while is that Shinji doesn't actually seem to do anything apart from he's he's actually got quite a quite catatonic all the way through it at yeah, least because, this. And, and the weird thing is having watched the series and obviously you've got the you know the everybody clapping ending sort of stuff and it's like right okay everybody's clapping at the end cool but if you take away those last couple of episodes and replace it with this there's absolutely no reason for Shinji to be like this other than the fact that there's the whole stuff about how he kills Kaoru yeah I mean that's kind of his, that's kind of his, his turning moment though isn't it because at that point, because Evangelion is kind of like a, a waveform of getting better and then going and then getting worse. Because yeah. um, if there are periods where Shinji seem, and it's particularly Shinji and Asuka, they seem to have like at one point they have a reasonably cordial relationship. Yeah, they have quite a normal relationship. Well, it's it's a competitive relationship, but you know it works between them. The episode where they're home alone. <laughs> yeah, and that's very sort of normal in a lot of ways like that's what that, that's the sort of stuff that happens with the children of that age they sitting and watching TV doing homework and experimenting uh, with things the thing is anime in general doesn't say we said, I said so before, it doesn't generally do nuanced characters it just doesn't it's just not where it shines and that's where Evangelion because Evangelion is like is often held up as this you know bizarre Plotless, you know, you know, baffling thing. And it's mostly just a character drama, and those I think is where it's at its strongest, and it's at its weakest when it's trying to be profound. I mm. suppose, because um, I don't, you know, I won't say that scene is particularly profound, but it is moving, which is all you really want out of a film. Yeah, we'll continue on, unless. Uh... Go for it. It's only about him being catatonic because the thing that I remember about this is when he ends up at the other end of the lift ride. He doesn't do anything. He's just like, now I'm at the end of the lift. I think the thing is, is I understand Shinji, even if you don't like him. Yeah. Because remember, Shinji has had essentially no, um, like, good kind of grown-up figures throughout his entire life. His dad's a bastard. His mum died when he was young, and he's basically just been ignored and used throughout his he entire talks, life. He talks quite fondly about a teacher that he used to have, but there's not a character that's been in it. <coughs> because Shinji's buddies are obviously, again, when he starts to get bath better, I can't remember their names. Uh, I want to say Toji. Toji and... Um, I can't remember the other guy. 
Yeah, and obviously then there's the scene with Toji in Unit 3. Because he becomes the pilot of yeah. uh, Unit 3 and then Shinji ends up... Uh, I don't think he kills him. doesn't kill him. But uh, I don't think... Do we ever see him say a bit after that point? He's in the hospital. Uh, and Shinji's in the hospital at the same time. There's two scenes, one where he wakes up and Shinji's there. And then he wakes up again later and Shinji's gone. But that's a real sort of pivotal moment as well. When he, you know... He realises that, you know, he's, he's essentially got to choose between inaction or hurting people. Well, you're going to hurt people however he goes. I mean, this, this other series has an episode called The Hedgehog's Dilemma, and that is the, the show in a nutshell. Yeah. You're a freaky-ass motherfucker. Adam. Adam and his weird knees. Because he didn't have any legs, did he, originally? He's just a torso to start with. When the uh, when the lance gets pulled out, because he oh, broke yeah. legs. Oh look, Reese goes there being completely fucking insane as usual. Like incredible armies it seems. Ritsuko's a great character as well, though. I think, again, it's just like this... So few anime have, like, properly developed adult characters. Yeah. Weird thing about Ritsuko is that they spend a lot of time through it hiding how batshit mental she is. Again, it's, everyone's, got, everyone's got daddy or mummy issues yeah, in this show. Yeah, she's got mummy issues. So I believe Gendo kind of somewhat uses her, doesn't he, really, at some point, so emotionally there's, speaking. Yeah, there's that whole thing that both her and her mother had a relationship with Gendo. Oh, yeah. I had actually forgotten about that part. Yeah. Uh, bumping them off one by one at the moment, aren't we? Yep. This is the thing. Shinji got to the end of the lift, realised that Misato is probably dead, and does what he does for the whole time up to this point, just sits there and just the off. You're not supposed to like Shinji, but you are supposed to somewhat empathise with him. I find this bit to be truly heartbreaking. Well, it's really graphic. It's a really difficult watch. It's at this point that you that the film makes it clear that its intentions is that you know there is going to be no happy endings in this film. Yeah. There's going to be not even a there's going to be no pyrrhic victories in this film. Well, to me, they all look like the Joker. They all got the manic red lip smiles. Just 
Because, yeah, I mean, obviously the point of the neighbor is that you sync with it and you feel everything it feels. So she's been taught, she's been literally eaten alive. left to berserk with. And there you go, as a film, a very strong <laughs> concept to have the credits halfway through. Right, uh, can we just uh, make a stop there, I just need to... Uh... Now then, can I do a... Right, so there we go, that's that bit done, that's part one done. Um, obviously tune in for part two, um, same sort of format. Uh, if you've stuck with us this long cool and uh, i'd certainly be diving into part two to find out what happens at the end um yeah youtube watchers make sure you're liking and subscribing and all of that everybody jump over to the cookiecast.com check us out over there and send us some love right i'll see you in part two uh but until then i'll say bye bye